Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This is the Hockey Podcast Network. Your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. This is the Broadway Boys Podcast through the Hockey Podcast Network, and we are back with Season 3, Episode 81. And I wish I could say 81 was the degrees outside, uh, but it is not. It is much, much hotter than that. And, you know, obviously it's the summertime. It's getting towards the end of July. It is scorching out. It doesn't rain anymore. Uh, It's like the total opposite of hockey season right now. Uh, but it's nice to have a little summer break here. So I'm going to ask Andy, how are you doing, my friend? Uh, same as you, uh, drenched in my own sweat every waking moment of the day. I apologize if uh, you can hear all matters of whirring and buzzing behind me because it's too hot to not have the AC on, and I do not have central air, so it's not like a climate-controlled uh, situation. It's just, you know, turn on the box when it's too hot, so... Apologize in advance if it sounds like I'm underwater a bit here. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, as hot as it is outside, it seems like uh, it's pretty much hot on the uh, NHL free agent market and it keeps getting hotter. If that's was, if, if you did not even thought that was possible, uh, you know, obviously you and I, for the last uh, two podcasts, it's a lot has happened. Uh, obviously, Johnny Goudreau being the biggest thing. Uh, Nazan Kadri still hasn't gone anywhere yet, which is interesting to me. But now, uh, obviously, there's more rumors coming out of uh, the, uh, you know, uh, northern Canada today. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, no no shortage of uh, hot gas around the uh, NHL. Yeah, and it's like a perfect opportunity to segue into the flames because what's hotter than, I guess, a flame? I, I don't know. I guess a hotter flame? If the flames were maybe blue, isn't a blue fire supposed to be hotter than the the orange and red? Uh, yeah, yeah. So look at that a little science on the podcast here. Yeah, Andy, I am I'm baffled by this uh, whole flame situation uh, from the very beginning with Johnny Gaudreau. I feel like this is see this is what I was talking about. I feel like there's more to Johnny just wanting to go home because now like Kachuk is out. It's like where does this carousel end? You know, why can't they retain any of these players? It's not like they didn't have regular season success. Yeah, they failed, you know, in the playoffs 
you know, for multiple years, you know, Gaudreau obviously has always struggled in the playoffs because he's too small and the game changes in the playoffs, which I've been saying for years. But, you know, overall, you know, if you were a Flames fan three months ago, you had to be like, well, we're going to be relevant for the next at least five seasons. Now you're just hoping to hang on and kind of have to do a rebuild here which is not the worst thing in the world, but uh, just really unexpected uh, to have Johnny G, Johnny Hockey leave for Columbus. And now it looks like uh, Kachuk is going to be dealt somewhere. So, you know, first, I don't even know where to start with this. Uh, I, I guess my first question for you is, uh, is this an organizational problem? Like what, what is stemming all of this? No, I mean, it's unfortunate circumstance for them, I think, uh, when two of your, <laughs> I mean, part of it's regional, when two of your top stars are American and you are a Canadian hockey team, uh, you always risk the chance of maybe them wanting out at some point, um, especially for a player like uh, Johnny Goudreau, who's from the Eastern Seaboard, and now you're in Calgary, very far away. Um, obviously, with the pandemic, it did not help that situation because uh, talk, you know, listening to him on Chicklets the other day, he was just talking about how with, you know, it, it, it not that it played the biggest role, but, you know, it, it kind of it was tough for them not to be able to see their families with COVID restrictions and traveling into the province and all that stuff. So, you know, it's yeah, it, it's rough. So and listen, I mean, it's obviously unfortunate, but it's not like Goudreau didn't put his time in there. You know, he's a free agent. Uh, again, this is John Tavares territory in that did he give them an adequate heads up that he was going to want out so they should trade him? You know what I mean? Uh, whereas Matthew Kachuk, who has a little bit of term left, is saying like, look, um, you know, he asked out, but at least he gave them a heads up. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's as much of it st- as it stinks. It's they, you know, he's doing them a favor, believe it or not. Um, and I mean, it's been, it's not, listen, it, it hasn't been a secret that Matthew Kachuk has wanted to be a blue <laughs> since he stepped to the, the national hockey league. It's just, I mean, the second you see Johnny Gaudreau walk away, who's your line mate and it doesn't take a genius to see which, which way the team's headed when you're losing a player of that caliber it's like, are you going to kick the same can or delay your satisfaction that you really want deep down, especially coming off the, you know, he's, he's going to free agency now. Uh, and he had the most productive year in his career. He's got a hundred plus points. You know, he's, he's been, he's established himself at least for this season. If you, if, if you could only go off of that, that he's pro, you know, he's arguably a, you know, a top 20 player in the NHL potentially, you know what I mean? So, and listen, of all the players in the NHL, He's got that that uh, coveted mix of, you know, obviously hockey skill, but also, uh, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, intangibles. He's pesty. He gets in the game. He's hard-nosed. And, you know, uh, teams die over that type of stuff. They love it. So, yeah, it's uh, definitely not surprise. I just think it's unfortunate circumstance. I think the good, if Goudreau hadn't left, if he had resigned, does maybe Matthew Kachuk does delay you know, the trade request for another day, but he didn't. And he's like, why am I going to wait and drag this out? You know, it's, it doesn't take a genius to see which way the ball is going to be rolling next season. So, uh, yeah, it's just unfortunate for Calgary. Um, I do think the NHL is uh, becoming a little bit more like the 
the NBA and that I think you can finally see players starting to say, you know what, I'm a free agent. Like, you know, my loyalty is only to myself because Lord knows for the longest time, GMs had no loyalty to their players, you know, with buyouts and things of that nature. So, um, yeah, good for, good for them. So, um, but yeah, obviously if you're a flames fan, it's, uh, it stings a lot. And I mean, just some of the commercials and the, you know, some of the clips have come up Calgary, you know, about Goudreau and, you know, yeah, it's a real, real sour grapes up there. So, yeah. So I, I don't know, man, like so where does this leave some of the other players like the flames? Obviously you have Lindholm, which I feel like he's always rumored to be dealt every single year. I don't know. Was he, I don't know. Was he a free agent? I have no, actually no idea with him, but like, uh, uh, magic. How do you pronounce that name? Magipani. I forget it. Forget it. My, <laughs> I have too big of a tongue to pronounce that one. That's you know, right. Blake Coleman, uh, Backlund, you know, it, it's just like, I feel like, you know, Monahan. I don't know. I just felt like even with Johnny Gaudreau gone, you could have picked up maybe a player like, you know, like Kadri or someone to kind of fill in the gaps who probably makes you a little bit better of a playoff team. Uh, you know, and maybe you can get somebody else, you know, to, to come there. I feel like now all of a sudden, like, where does this domino start? Like, are some of these players going to, you know, continue to be there? Like, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm just kind of baffled. You know, I know, I know geography definitely plays a part in some of these players, I, I just, and maybe it's just a hockey player in me. I think there's always a part of me that wants to play relevant hockey. Like I'd always want to be on a better team rather than go to a team like Columbus and have to kind of feel like I'm starting from scratch a little bit. You know, I, I guess, you know, I guess I'm not, since I'm not in it, I don't really know, but I, I don't know. For me, it's like Calgary Flames guaranteed playoff team. You add another player at the deadline, maybe pick up Kadri. All of a sudden, you know, you're a team that went from being the, one of the best teams in the regular season to be even better in the playoffs and maybe have a, a chance to take down, you know, the Colorado Avalanche who, you know, it's always tough to repeat. And, you know, like teams like the Edmonton Oilers that are definitely beatable in the playoffs. So I don't know, man, it's just it's kind of a head scratcher for me because I don't know, like I got to ask you this, like if you're a player like Johnny Gaudreau, do you, how much do you balance like your personal life compared to trying to win, you know, the ultimate hockey prize and the Stanley cup? Um, yeah, I guess it's tough. I mean, there are a lot of factors. I think, you know, Johnny had mentioned that, uh, both he and his wife wanted to be, um, closer to home so that played a big factor in it you know what i mean obviously uh, it's no secret that philadelphia was his first choice and they didn't have the cap space to sign him or refuse to make try to make it work you know so um and yeah i guess the devils it was coming down to the devils but you could he didn't want to say it but i think we can all infer that he grew up a flyers fan and probably hating the devils and even he's like nope i don't want that you know <laughs> Even though that would be a way smarter decision for him, you know. Uh, but well, yeah, I mean, it's right there. You're only yeah, an hour, I mean, you know. I but here's the thing: I could see a team like Columbus. I think they're a team. They're not going to be there yet, but I don't think it's going to be too long for them. I I do like what they've done the last few years. They've had and they've had a 
Kekaline has done an excellent job drafting. I mean, you know, they had, uh, you know, Cole Sillinger just made the jump to the NHL seamless, literally seamlessly and looked great. So, you know, and they have, they have a pretty good prospect pool and they continue to build upon it. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I do think it's important because we can say everything we want about it, not, but like Columbus really needed a win in terms of, you know, they've never been able to lure any free agent of any notoriety. Yeah, any player they've gotten has been in a trade. They got Panarin in a trade. Uh, um, I guess Gabrick was traded to him, but he was already declining before they flipped him to LA. You know, um, Rick Nash was drafted, so it's and then left, and then Panarin left, and Bobrovsky left. <laughs> so, yeah, um, and Bobrovsky trade from Philly too. So, um, yeah, I just I think this is awesome for them. I mean. And you do see that a lot of NHLers that have played there, even if they get traded to other teams, they end up retiring there. Like Rick Nash, even though he, you know, obviously he works for the Blue Jackets now, but like his plan, even when he was living in New York, was always to retire too. And he's, you know, he's from Ontario, but he was always going to retire in Columbus. So the players clearly like living there. It's just about obviously their biggest problem has kind of been sustained team success. But uh, yeah, they have a good playoff atmosphere when they're in. I mean, Obviously, uh, you know, when they, uh, not the bubble, but uh, when they swept, you know, the atmosphere in that arena when they, you know, they swept uh, Tampa a few years ago was great. And then even going back to where they, when they met Pittsburgh in that first round series, that was a wild series. And that, you know, their their building was rocking. So, and uh, on a personal note, my wife's uh, sister, uh, is a teacher, uh, university teacher in Columbus. So uh, I've gone there a couple times. It's a cool city, man. It's, it's nice. It's you get a good mix of a little city center downtown action, but also it's you know the the surrounding neighborhoods are quiet. It's clean. It's quiet, and it's a good place to raise a family. So if that's if you know if it's maybe if it's fifty fifty, and you can convince yourself that Columbus isn't as far away as one might think, then yeah, I think it makes a lot more sense. But um, yeah, I mean, even if he was in the playoff mix, I just think it was just untenable for him to stay there. He had put his time in and he just, you know, this is his last big contract. He's not instead of just, you know, requesting a trade in the middle of a contract and complicating it for him. He's just said, I'm just going to see what's out there. So I don't I don't blame him. Yeah, no, I don't blame him. And obviously, Kachuk, with this family history, his father he wanted to be a St. Louis Blue eventually. Uh, that obviously is probably going to happen. I mean, although there's secondary teams, I think like the Dallas Stars are involved. Um, I think that would actually be a pretty good fit and, you know, something that Dallas, I think, desperately needs. Considering their owners are, their owner, once again, is calling out their stars and saying, well, ironically, their stars, uh, you know, and, and production level needs to do, uh, the production level just isn't there. So, yeah. Where does he end up? Uh, you know, obviously, if he's not a blue, where do you think he really ends up after that? Mm. Well, I, it's tough. You know, obviously, there are teams out there that missed out on Johnny Goudreau and still have technically could fit a player of Matty Kachuk. Uh, if you say the Devils were ending the podcast, right? I now. mean, <laughs> I, I'm just, you know, I hell, even the Islanders, maybe. Uh, I guess it just Gosh. depends where he, does he want to go. I mean... Yeah, I uh, I think he wants to be a blue and I think they would be St. Louis would be stupid to not it would be very ironic if Paul Buchnevich got flipped 
so so that Matthew so they could fit Matthew Kachuk as a blue. You know, they'll and but if they're going to trade for him, I mean, uh, they'll probably trade Jordan Cairo. You know, um, a couple other pieces. You know, they they shouldn't trade Robert Thomas. Obviously, that would be no. I mean, well, I think they just extended him, didn't they? Yeah, so it would be so, stupid to trade him. I mean, Kachuk, you know, is not going to resign with them, so it's basically they say we're we could do you the favor of giving you the assets now to get him, get him, you know, uh, or we could just wait and then get him later, so for money. So, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I it, uh, it's just it's, a. Yeah, no, it's very weird. I mean, you're talking about the team that won, won the Central. You know, it's not like it's it's not like they were a middle of the pack hockey team. I mean, this they literally won. Or I'm sorry, they won the Pacific Division, not the Central. Yeah. Uh, they literally won the uh, Pacific Division, and you know, everyone had them kind of as a team penciled in to be playing the you know the Avalanche in the Western Conference Final, and it just uh yeah just so bizarre to me that this is this is uh where they are right now and um yeah just strange absolutely strange and i always thought calgary was kind of a nice city where a lot of guys were happy but i guess this is like the stigma right now and i wonder if it's gonna hurt them for you know i wonder if this is gonna hurt them in the long term um I don't know if it'll hurt them in the long term. It obviously hurts them, will hurt them in the short term because like any team, it's that if you success is a big uh, motivating factor, especially for, I wouldn't say Calgary, I wouldn't count Calgary among those markets that players usually don't want to go to. I don't think it's as like Winnipeg is a, is a clear, like on, on a lot of players, no trades as is Edmonton. Although as long as you have McDavid, you can probably lure someone there. Um, but, you know, especially because Calgary's got the stampede and there's stuff going on and, it, you know, it's beautiful out there. So, um, but, uh, yeah, no, I, it hurts them in the short term, clearly, because it's like, you know, I think free agents and upcoming free agents will see the team is backsliding a bit, you know, so they're not going to want to go there. But, again, I will say this, there, as much as it sucks, there is always the player that feels like they don't get enough respect or don't get enough ice time or, you know, don't they're they feel like they could be a, a first line center on a team and they're kind of shoehorned as a second line center or a third line center or whatever. Uh, you know, maybe Sean Monahan gets to try to show that he is not uh, declining at the age of 27 or whatever he is. No, actually he's older than that, but you know, so I mean, and yeah, who knows? Maybe, Maybe Kadri wouldn't mind going to Calgary. I'm not sure. You know, he it, maybe him and his agent might have outweighed, thought the market would wait for them, and they didn't, and that's a problem. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. But um, is Kadri would he go to the Devils? You think he would? Maybe. Yeah, I think so. he'd go to whoever would give him the money. Um, I don't know, think if which, I. But I here's the thing: I don't want to deal with Kadri either. Well, the, right. oh yeah, or, nor could, could you, they're just not they're not going to be good guys to go up against. No, they're tough, but at the same time, giving the money you were going to give Johnny Gaudreau to Nazem Kadri, who is thirty and was on a stacked team, and not Kadri's a great player, obviously, and he's you know he's kind of right in his sweet spot right now. But 
Well, he was good with the chip on his shoulder. Now that I, I'm, I'd be very. The only thing I had, the only reserve I have about Kadri right now, and don't get me wrong, I I love them. Wouldn't mind him as a New York Ranger, but I feel like when you have that big of a chip on your shoulder, and you have to prove everyone wrong, you win the Stanley Cup, you get it done, you have a big playoff, and you know score a very important goal. I, I'm just curious to see if there's a couple hangover seasons, you know, and, you know, obviously he's entering the wrong side of 30. So, uh, yeah, just I have my reserves with him. But again, for the next couple seasons, at least, I'm very concerned about having to go up against him or even Kachuk if they go to the Devils. It's not that like I'm worried that we're going to lose to the Devils. It's just one of those things where it, it's just, I like them better when they're irrelevant. I just like when I don't even have to worry about the Devils. You know, it's just, it is what it is. Kind of like the Islanders. They were just kind of floating along, irrelevant, and I was happy. And now I just don't want to deal with them. So, um, yeah. Uh, But speaking of Kadri, where do you think he ultimately ends up? Um, If he wants money. Oh, sorry. I almost kicked over my, uh, my desk. If he wants money, it's going to be, I, I honestly, I don't think Long Island would surprise me. Oh my God. Uh, just, it's hard for me to pick right now. Cause I, I don't know if he's got a no tree. Cause there is that part of me. That's like, you know how it's like, Oh, the devils have, or excuse me, the Islanders haven't done anything, but Lou is the guy who does like handshake deals with everyone. And then right. doesn't put it in until, the, you know, close to the season. Cause he's like, I was ranting about it on the solo podcast. I ripped a few weeks ago that he likes to, he thinks he's in the mafia, you know, so he's got a secret, which is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. Um, But yeah, who knows? Maybe he's got a handshake deal for Cotter already. You know, God, I, I I don't know. Um, uh, Yeah. I, I, it seems at this point it would, it would suck for him to have to backpedal, you know, if he, if he, they thought the market would wait for them and everyone, didn't because they all got everyone got ants in the pants and they're like we're gonna be left behind because that's what you don't want to be is left behind uh, like Lou Lamarella. Um so yeah I don't know I don't see a, a, a reality in which he returns to Colorado without taking a dis a big discount so we shall see um, but no I, I honestly James I don't really know I don't I don't have a good I don't really have a good handle on that situation that's the that shocks me more than the Kachuk thing if i'm being honest that he hasn't signed anywhere yet but i don't know i guess we'll see i have and also it's been interesting we haven't heard too many rumblings about it too the insiders don't seem to have the information so yeah i i don't hear i hear absolutely nothing with him uh kachuk obviously there's a ton of rumors a bunch of teams that would probably make it work to have him there but uh yeah it's very strange overall just i have a weird vibe right now with the nhl offseason right now The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer. With tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports, you could fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right, just make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all the major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and more. 
Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, and you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, make your first deposit, and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Another weird thing, and this is actually Rangers-related, believe it or not, Andy. Uh, I I have a weird vibe, and I don't know why I'm picking this up, um, but I feel like I'm reading too much uh, rumors and people that are actually irrelevant uh, on Twitter. But is there a reason why... Kako isn't signed yet. Is there is there going to be some sort of like trade involving him to bring in, you know, a, a different player? Like, I don't know why. Like everyone keeps saying, like, is there a reason why Mott isn't signed? Is there a reason why Kako isn't signed? What's going on here? And I I do believe Kako is going to be a New York Ranger next year, but the longer this kind of drags out, makes me worry a little bit more. Yeah, it is strange, but at the same time, um, I don't know. I guess Vince had an article that came, uh, Vince Mercagliano of uh, USA Today and Low, Lower Hudson. Low Hudson, yeah. Speed writer, just thought, give him the props, uh, did have a article today that dropped basically saying, like, within the organization, when asked again, they re- reiterated, it's like, you know, they plan on signing him. You know what I mean? So... Uh, shouldn't be an issue, not something that's not bothering Chris Drury, that even though the, they don't have a deal right now, they're pretty confident it will get done. Um, yeah, I mean, it is interesting. I, Because again, without moving a big piece like a Chris Kreider or a Jacob Truba, I don't know, is like, is Kako Kako going to take a $2 million bridge, you know? Do they want Tyler Mott so bad that they're going to recycle? They're going to trade away Capo Caco so they could fit Tyler Mott, even though they seem to have plenty of competition for the fourth line. You know what I mean? So it's, uh, it, yeah, I mean, obviously it's a little worried, but I think I ultimately think it, it does get, it will get done. And it just, it's not, they're not in a rush to do it. So who knows? I don't know what, if Chris Drury has anything else up his sleeve, but I do. I, as of right now, I still expect Capo Caco to be a uh, New York Ranger next season. But obviously, the longer this goes on, the more you're kind of like, uh, "What is happening here?" You know. But now, uh, well, yeah, I, I want know. yeah, I want you to I want to play a little game here. All right. If you're Chris Drury, what's your ideal contract right now for Capo Caco? Like, where's your price, and how long? Obviously, if you get the right price, long term is probably your best bet. I mean, the Rangers only have what two million in cap space right now. If that, um, they yeah. have. I have it right here. Why? Oh my god! I'm on depth. Come on, come on. Hold on one second. Bad podcasting. The Rangers. Well, right now their projected cap space is four point eight million. Yeah. I mean, I think Chris Drury would love to two by two. But does the player and his agent want that? Probably not. Um, so I don't know. I mean, oh boy. Yeah, I mean, it, you definitely don't want two over two and a half. Uh, and I'm not, listen, I know this is someone who thinks Capo Caco will blossom and fun, and start 
earning that money in uh, in good faith. But yeah, I think it's so tight for this team right now, even with the cap coming up in the next few seasons, because next year Keandre and, and uh, Alexi Lafreniere are going to need raises, you know, or, you know, they're going to need new contracts too. So uh, you can, you know, that one of Chris Kreider or Jacob Truba, this is their last season on the New York Rangers. Um, probably Truba, if I'm, if I'm being honest, considering how much depth the Rangers have on their defense right now, right? Yeah, and I think, well, on, well, in a few years, and I can't believe I'm saying this, you might want to mark this podcast down. In a few years, if the cap really does jump up that $10 million, the Chris Kreider contract won't be bad. It's not a bad contract. Yeah, it's it, I honestly, as from what he did last year, it's not bad. It's <laughs> no, not bad it's, until it isn't. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. So, but obviously, the the biggest problem is getting there. You know, and what I'm happens gonna, next year? Does Chris become well, only going a back, 28 goal guy? You don't know. And then, you're well, like, I'm going oh. right back. That I'm 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 a Chris Kreider hater. I'm going right back to it. I know people listening to this might be like, "You're insane." He just scored 50 goals. How are you not high on this guy? The problem is he did that last season. I have no faith that he'll do it again. I don't. And I probably should. And I have no reason. I mean, I don't think it's fair to expect a guy to no, no, 55 no. goals twice. But If he I, gives me 35 goals, I'll, I'll sign up for that right now. Yeah. Uh, no, exactly. So, and like you said, getting, getting to the, getting those years down the line where the cap jumps up and it's like percentage wise, it's no, no longer that egregious. I'm it's just, part of the problem, but I, again, I, you know, I, I fully expect Jacob Truba is going to Detroit next next season. You know, so yeah, they're and gonna I, be like, oh, we could have Cider and, and 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 Truba on the same team, just like you know, Merkin guys. They're like, this is you know, and we do know Steve Eiserman loves his uh, former New York Rangers. You know, so true, and yeah, I, and he'll only have three years left on that contract. So I think by the time. Truber is done. You'll be signing those big boy contracts for some of their young guns that they have on yeah. that team. So it, it'll it'll all kind of work out. Uh, yeah, no, it's it just the there again, Andy. The this voodoo juju that I have right now with Capo Caco is not good. I, I just feel like I'm not in a good place. Uh, ideally for me, he's probably going to take a smaller bridge. I would give him two and a half if I got him for four years, knowing that I'm going to get rid of uh, Truba next season. Yeah, I think, I think that's I think that's pretty much in line with um, what. But if I'm doing like, happen. but if I'm doing like two years, he's got to take a lower amount because you got if you plan on adding someone at the deadline, and then the contracts that you have to sign next year, you know especially if you're trying to pick up someone on the deadline, you want a few million in cap space to kind of be ready. Uh, I don't know. That's just how I feel about it. Uh, and, I, and it's not like, unfortunately, if you're going to bring in someone at the deadline next season, like a is going to have to go, unfortunately. Like that's just the reality of it. So I, yeah, I don't know. I'm all over the place right now with this whole Kako thing, I'd rather just have my team solidified. So I know what I'm going to war with next year. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see. Uh, another player that we didn't get a chance to talk about, uh, kind of signing out of the blue. I didn't, I didn't realize that the Rangers were still in the market of picking up fourth line guys. Uh, Ryan Carpenter, 
of the Calgary Flames. Signs a one-year $750,000 deal. Uh, center, right-wing guy. Um, I want your thoughts about him. Well, first thought is that uh, he was also a former uh, member of the Golden Knights, so he's yeah. played for Turk before, um, as has Vinny Trocek. So uh, you could obviously see Turk has a lot of influence on who Chris Turi is going after. But, you know, you kind of figure that is that's been the not the I don't want to say the knock, but it's been his Turk's thing. Right. Is that he gets you know, the front office feels like he gets uh, he's too. I want this guy. I want that guy. You know, he, he and it kind of annoys them and then they let him go. You know what I mean? So but um, listen, it's worked. So two players he's had success with uh, Staten Island kid. So. Or is he from Staten Island? I know his grandparents are from Staten Island because obviously the Rangers posted that whole, you know, schmaltzy picture of him as a kid in a Rangers jersey in his grandparents' house. Uh, birthplace is Oviedo, Florida. Yeah. So I don't know what's worse. Carpenter himself Florida or Staten him Like my love of hockey uh, with a caption. Like my love of hockey started in my grandparents' basement in Staten Island. And it's a picture of him as a kid in a Rangers jersey. Well, I don't want to poke the bear right now, but what's worse, Florida or Staten Island? What's worse? I mean, this depends what part of Florida and what part of Staten Island. You I know? Guess, well, what side so, of the bridge are we talking here? Um, uh, yeah, no, I mean, but, uh, you know, he's slow as molasses, unfortunately, but uh, he's a good defensive player. Good on the draw, uh, can kill penalties, and he's, yeah, he's just good defensively. He can't do anything offensively, but he's good defensively, which is good. You know what I mean? He's going to be a fourth liner. He's exactly what you might want on a fourth line center with Rooney gone. So he basically just steps in there and uh, I'm not, you know, obviously I'm not, uh, I don't see much changing offensively from Kevin Rooney. You know what I mean? But I think the Rangers fourth line can be better this, this year with, you know, if they're committed to playing a player like Dryden Hunt in that spot full time. Cause I think, and giving Revo the bench every now and then when he needs it. You know what I mean? Because, you know, who knows? Because uh, well, uh, now a, with Trot... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I touched on that last podcast. I don't think Reeves needs to be playing every single game. No, clearly does not. You know, in his age. No. I mean, unless he miraculously... He said he was going to get work on his skating and drop some weight and get faster. So oh, if he does that... Which I guess so. But he's... I mean, he's so old. But, uh, you know, but again... This is a team now with Vinny Trocek and Heal and Zvanajad. Your three centers are pretty much taken care of. You know what I mean? Right? Yeah. Unless you want to fuck around and move Heedle up for some reason or to the wing. I don't know why you would if they're going to be like, no, Barkley Goodrow needs to be our third line center. Well, he could be your fourth line center and actually have a good fourth line. I know you pay him all that money, but at the end of the day, it's like. Uh, yeah. Heedle will probably be a better third line center than Barkley Goodrow. Um, but then now you have uh, Carpenters. So, you know, I think obviously they value the fact that they can slide Goudreau up when they feel when, when their urgency strikes, you know what I mean? And obviously play him in the most defensive situations at the ends of games and stuff. But, you know, Sammy Blay is still there. So he's probably going to be on the, and now Vitaly Kraftsoff is in the mix. So those two are probably going to be with Heedle on the third line, you know, which is good. You have some size, you have, some speed and Heedle and some skill and crafts off. You know what I mean? So 
And then, yeah, so then for the fourth line, you have uh, Dryden Hunt and uh, Barkley Goudreau and Brian Carpenter, and you're definitely going to have some, uh, you know, Will Cooley's going to try to make his case to make that fourth line out of camp. You know what I mean? So there's some competition there. I think there's more competition for the, the fourth line than there is for the rest of the lineup. So, um, yeah. And obviously a kid like Brennan Othman, unfortunately, if he makes it, it's going to have to be on the the top nine. And I don't think there's any room for him for a while now here now. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, Carpenter, I thought was a, was a fine ad. It's just a fourth line retread, nothing too crazy, but you know, Gallant's familiar with the player and liked him. And, you know, they clearly, that team was successful in his tenure there. So if it's a player that maybe fits his mold of player more. And I mean, if it brings this Rangers team closer to how playing, how that, te- that uh, Knights team that played in the cup final was, then yeah, that's good. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm no, nothing. It doesn't, didn't blow my skirt up, but it also didn't, um, you know, didn't make me question it or anything. I was like, Oh yeah, it's fine. You know? Yeah. Just kind of one of those unexpected signings that I would just, well, yeah, not an unexpected signing that I wasn't expecting uh, to be redundant. Uh, anything else, Andy, with the New York Rangers? I feel like, uh, like I said, we're just like in the weird spot right now where, you know, it's right now like the biggest stuff going on around the league doesn't have anything to do with us. I mean, unless we're just kind of waiting for Kako and. You know, obviously, like I said, the longer that drags out, the more worried I become and or anxious, I should say. And then, uh, you know. Yeah, that's all. That's pretty much all I got on the Rangers front. Do you have anything? Um, no, I'm not. You know, not really. Like you said, we're kind of in the, the dog days of summer right now um, with this heat. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, uh, it'll be interesting to see because I think. They said Matthew, the, the rumor was Matthew Kachuk should be traded. There was a rumor he'd be traded within the next week, which I don't think is going to happen. But I don't think that's going to happen. Stranger either. things have happened. Uh, Stranger things season four <laughs> or three out now. So, excuse me. Um, four. It is four. Excuse yeah. me. Sorry. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah, I guess we'll see what happened. I don't think the Rangers have any more dominoes for them, really, other than the Kako unless Chris Drury is cooking up something that we, none of us know or see, which I wouldn't be surprised. He, he's, he works the phones a lot. So if something ha- comes up, he might be, and who knows? I mean, maybe he's got some master scheme to drop some, shed some salary to go after Kachuk. I don't know, but Jesus. you know, obviously if you're doing that, you're, you're, you're throwing that fastball, right? I at mean, me right now, Jesus, I mean, I would suck to lose Capo Caco a lot, but and I'm saying this is someone who loves Capo Caco and has a Church of Caco t-shirt that he loves. That's very comfortable. Um, <laughs> you know, getting a Matthew Kachuk in a New York Ranger sweater. Yeah, uh, it would be pretty, you know, part of my French would be pretty fucking awesome. But I don't just don't right now. I don't see how it happens without shedding a lot of salary, you know. What? Um, so he's a restricted free agent. How much do you, you think he'd be expected to sign for? Oh boy. Um, that's the other problem. It would be, a, you know, I feel like if you got rid of Truba, you that's a wash. Then if you're bringing Kachuk in, he's going to be right around that area. No, he's going to be, I think be higher, I think higher. Be, oh yeah. Geez. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, he's had a hundred point season. 
I would be. <laughs> All right. You know, what did Johnny Gaudreau just sign for? You know, I mean. I'd be tapping the goat on the shoulder. You're going to get a lot of playing time on that fourth line. But I know, exactly. Another $8 million player. I know. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he's going to be nine or higher, I think, in line with Jesus. some of the other. You know, I mean, look at the money that Mitch Marner makes. <laughs> you know. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's, geez. And Toronto would, Toronto would trade Mitch Marner for, uh, you know, him yesterday. So, um, and now I'm not trying to slight Mitch Marner. I think Mitch Marner is actually not, gets a lot of shit and is an awesome player, but he makes a lot of money. So, um, and See, this he, is what you do to me, Andy. You say these things like it could and happen. And start turning. Oh my God. I'm going to be thinking about it all night. I'm like, you know, then I'll be looking at the salary cap and do, redoing the lines with Kachuk. It's just, it, this is, I can't, almost can't handle this type of stuff. So, I mean, he, he is a Broadway type of player, you know, without a doubt. It would, I mean, it would, end, it, it, I'll say this. It would end any talks of the Rangers then getting, uh, um, Patrick Kane at the deadline. Yeah. But I, we're not yeah. getting Patrick Kane's not coming here. I don't know. I didn't think so. But the more time goes on, I'm like, you know what? They're going to do something stupid and they're going to they're going to make it work somehow. Here's the thing. I think uh, I think Patrick Kane, I think Buffalo is going to be sticking around, hanging around that wild card spot. And they're going to say, fuck it. Let's just get Patrick Kane here. They should. I mean, they're why not? And he should. He's not getting any younger. He's not getting any younger. He'd be home. I, I you know, I, why not? You know, you've done everything you could have done in the NHL. And you did it in a huge market, an original six team. You made a ton of money. Why not go home? You know, it just, I, I yeah, why not? I mean, it's like, the, it's, he's one of those players that, I, but the, also, I should say this: He's also one of those players that I can see he he might want to he might want to go for another one with another franchise. And if that's the case, then he's not going to go to Buffalo. So, you know, I NHL XM uh, had a segment on Patrick Kane, and they basically said the same thing. Like, if he's it, it all depends on what his mindset is. If he re- wants to win another Stanley Cup, he's not going to Buffalo. He's not going to New Jersey. You know, he's going to go to a team like the New York Rangers or, you know, the Tampa Bay Lightning will all of a sudden have cap space for him. He's going to, and I'm kidding with that, but also kind of serious. They always seem to have unlimited cap space, but he's going to go to a place where he can win a Stanley Cup. You know, I mean, do you, I don't know what Edmonton's cap space is. I'm sure it's bad because it's just how that organization's run, but could you imagine like a him and McDavid on the same line? Like how Ooh. just insane that would be. Yeah, that would be uh, pretty nuts. I don't know. I'm just, yeah, I, it, I don't know. I, I just feel like, I don't think he wants to go to Edmonton though. I think, and especially cause he's already got a cup. He's like, I don't need to, you know, no, but there's also a part of me that's like in the back of your mind, it's almost like, it's like finding the fountain of youth again where you're like, I get to play with that guy. He's like a cheat code. Like I don't even have to really try, (laughs) you know, like he's going to spend a lot of time in the offensive zone. He doesn't have to, you know, turn and burn is not really his style anymore. It's very cerebral. You know, he's going to spend a lot of time getting the puck to McDavid. I think he'd have a ton of success and that power play would be even more filthy. So, uh, yeah. What else you, what else you got, Andy? Uh, 
nothing much hockey wise. I don't know if you and I got to talk about it, but I finally did watch the um, the Red Wings uh, Avalanche documentary on Hulu Plus, and it was awesome. It was. I, I don't have Hulu I was, Plus. I was, I don't you have know, Disney Plus. I, I was. Uh, oh man, I was ten years old again, and it was dope. It was really cool. So yeah, if you happen to have an ESPN Plus subscription, or you have it as part of a Hulu package that you have, uh, watch it. It's awesome. Or figure out a way to watch it. You know, it's the internet. You can do anything on the internet these days. So, um, but yeah, obviously it was really cool. Um, and like, you know, I mean, growing up, I liked both teams, especially because like the Rangers were kind of coming up like the shine was coming off the, the cup run and they were kept getting worse and worse and those teams were getting better and better uh and i hated the devils and those two teams as long as they were good they were keeping the devils out of those that conversation so yeah i mean if you i still to this day it's like you know peter forsberg and uh you know sergey fedorov like it's hard for me to pick one as my favorite you know, player, non-ranger, just because both of them, I was like, they're so cool. Like, how do you pick, <laughs> you know? I so. was a Detroit guy through and through. Yeah. I just loved them. I loved the jerseys. I loved two, the two-color jerseys. Um, You know, original six team. I just, there was something that always attracted me to them. Yeah. Uh, a huge Lich, Lichstrom guy. Loved him. Uh, yeah, I just, I just found, you know, the Detroit team to be so uniquely put together where... And then, like, I did, but the thing is, though, like, the, the beauty of being, like, a New York Rangers fan and, or just, I should say, non Detroit, non Colorado fan is that you just kind of got to sit back and appreciate both teams. Like, I didn't hate oh, yeah. Colorado being a Detroit no. guy. Like, I just like Detroit a little bit better. But, you know, I mean, trust me, Co- Colorado was a blast to watch. I mean, shit, Sack, you know, Sackick and Forsberg. It's just, those teams were just unbelievable. And, uh, yeah, I, I there's I just don't want to buy streaming services. This is just it's and it's a it's half laziness and half like being cheap about it because it's yeah, like we'll, we'll we'll I'll figure something something out so you can watch it. Don't worry. Um, yeah, but yeah, no. To your like you said, uh, at I too it was just fun because you didn't. It's not like you weren't like in the blood feud. You just were enjoying what you were watching on, on, you know, for all before your eyes on TV. And it was just like, you know, especially at the time I was like, why can't the Rangers play like this? Cause you know, we were start, they were starting to turn into the country club Rangers. You know what I mean? Oh, so, yeah. Um, yeah. So, and just to have two young, hungry teams like that, but just, yeah, just, uh, man, I mean, and to your point, Detroit, like, uh, just the Russian five, like, just how, you know, how good they were. You know, Karlamov was a god, you know, he was a monster. He was so, so good. He was physical, but he also had skill, and he could skate, like, really fast, but he could also, like, uh, just body guys and just bury them. Uh, they were just so good. And that, But then, obviously, like you said, Colorado had, you know, Forsberg and Sackick and, you know, I hated Claude Lemieux, but he was a big game player and, and they had Patrick Waugh in net. So it was just like, yeah. And I mean, hell, I liked Adam Foote too. He was a, you know, big bastard who could hit. So, um, yeah, it's, it's really fun. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's definitely, it's a nice stroll down memory lane, especially for people, you know, your and I's age and our, 
you know, early to mid thirties. Cause we were like, you know, kids to teenagers, like when it, when, it, you know, the rivalry really came into its own, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, it was, uh, it's a, it was a good watch. So if you, if you have the means or the resources, you should watch it. And, uh, yeah, I think that's it for me, James. Do you have anything else? Yeah. Just one thing left, uh, on that subject, uh, Forsberg, uh, if you were NHL hits, if you weren't team Sweden led by Forsberg and just absolutely bodying people and scoring a million goals with him, it's like, what were you, what were you doing? It was, yeah. it, it was just so fun playing with some of those players, uh, in, in those type of games because they were like power forwards that can do everything. Yeah. And it was just awesome. Yeah. Uh, I like playing backyard hockey as, uh, yes. <laughs> as Joe Sackick. That was, uh, uh, that's what that that's what that era makes me think of is playing backyard <laughs> hockey on on my computer. Oh, you know, that. they had like a Ginla and Medano, and but listen, you still got to be Pablo Sanchez. <laughs> yes, it's filthy, yes. absolutely filthy in every sport that ever existed. So Pablo <laughs> Sanchez is the dope. Of course. Uh, all right. Uh, all right. Obviously, anything else, Andy? Nope. Uh, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave. You can we can end the podcast with you answering a question and sending us off. Okay. Okay. Will Capococco have a contract before the end of July? With the New York Rangers. Mm. I think that Capococco. Thank you for listening to the Broadway Boys Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broadway Boys Pod, and please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.